look, I think the preference for bad news is always in person if you can. Um, so I like to, you know, sort of offer that choice or try and make that option available. Hi, I'm Rocky Roperto, a lawyer at Avant. The voice you heard there was Dr. Amon Deep Hansra, a GP in Metropolitan Sydney. Dr. Hansra has been at the forefront of telehealth advocacy in Australia for the past decade. We have been getting lots of questions from you, our members, about many of the issues surrounding telehealth, and so welcome you to this podcast series where we try to respond to some of these issues. For discussion today, can you break bad news over telehealth? Advance advice is that when possible, bad news should be delivered in person, but we realise this is not always possible. I discussed this issue with Amandeep, a GP who had considerable experience with telehealth prior to COVID-19. I would prefer video over phone because you want to see their reaction. You want to see, you know, what happens, you know, their facial expressions, you want to know what happens to their body language. Um, and it's really hard to do that over the phone. And I don't know if anyone's ever delivered bad news over the phone. Um, and you have this, this, this silence on the other end when you tell somebody something that is quite confronting for them. And you're sitting there in your mind going, what are they doing right now? So I asked Amandeep for any tips she had if bad news has to be delivered virtually. For me, if you can organise a video, if you can't do it in person, video is the next best option. I would always suggest asking if they want to have a support person with them. I mean, the worst thing you can do is deliver bad news. The person has no idea the bad news is coming. There's no one else at home with them. Um, and, you know, they're, they're in a very vulnerable position where you can't put your hand on their shoulder or you can't offer them a box of tissues. And, and you know, there's, there's just something, you know, comforting about having another person there. And for you as a, a healthcare provider to go, okay, I know they're okay because, you know, they've got a loved one with them. So having a support person was one of her tips, but she also talked about the importance of the technology and having a safety net if that fails. I think, you know, making sure that all the technology stuff is sorted before the consult. Last thing you want to be doing is trying to deliver telehealth and bad news and the video cuts off and you're trying to switch to phone and you're mid-sentence and they're trying to interpret what you're about to say. It's, I've had it happen and it's, it's, it's awful, it's really awful. So really important for, if you're doing a video, to say to them, if the, phone cut, if the video cuts out, I am going to ring you on your mobile, let me check your number and do you have your mobile with you? Um, because the other thing that happens is that if the video cuts off, you're trying to ring the patient, the patient's trying to ring you and you can't get through to each other. So it's having all of those things set up, like this is the consult that needs to go really well from a technology perspective. In our discussion, Amandeep made an interesting point about one benefit of using telehealth to deliver bad news. And the other benefit of telehealth is that you can check up on someone more frequently. So you might have given them bad news in the morning. Um, you're not going to ask them to come back into the practice in the afternoon if it was a face-to-face you know, sort of setting. But with telehealth, you can say, you know what, I'm going to ring you again at four o'clock this afternoon and check how you're going. And you know what, I might even ring you at six o'clock again and just see how you're going. So you've got that benefit of frequent checkups if you need to and you're worried about somebody. I guess that following up process over telehealth could be of benefit even if the news was given in a face-to-face appointment. Finally, we discussed the challenges with certain patients. The other point I'll make is if you're trying to deliver bad news, it's, it's 
it's difficult, um, but it's even more difficult if you have somebody who's from, um, you know, culturally or, or linguistically diverse background, or you have somebody who, you know, has a, a disability or a hearing impairment or something that provides, you know, another barrier. So for those patients, it's really important to try and have those in person if you can. Like remove as many barriers as you can so that the information that is being disseminated is, you know, as, as accurate as possible. So it seems that ensuring a support person is with the patient, having a backup plan in case the technology fails, such as exchanging mobile phone numbers, and also having a low threshold to do it in person if the patient has any additional communication barriers is Amandeep's advice. I hope this short podcast has been helpful. We have several in this series and also many other telehealth resources on Advanced Telehealth landing page. Please share this episode with a colleague you think may benefit from hearing from fellow members. Next time, we'll be discussing what you should consider when treating children over telehealth. Thanks for joining us.